Thank you for joining us for this episode from Avondale Baptist Church. We are so happy to be sharing the Word of God with you and hope that this message is a blessing to you. And now, here's Brother Richard. Can you believe that this year is almost over? It's, it just seems like it was yesterday when we were dealing with uh, we, the end of 2019 and we couldn't wait for 2020 to get here. And then it just seems like it was yesterday when we were excited for 2020 to be here. And then within a couple of months, we're like, man, we're ready, we're ready for 2021 now, you know. And then 2021 is here and already we've got one month left and 2022 is here. In the last couple of years, we experienced a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of heartache. But we also experienced a lot of joy. We experienced a lot of peace. And we, we've seen God doing some amazing things in people's lives. Right? Amen. Yes, we have. And I believe that in 2022, we're going we're gonna to experience that same God. We're going to experience those same things. That we're going to experience that same love that we've experienced. Even though we may still go through trials. Even though we may go through some heartache, some pain, some suffering. Our God is still good. And He still sits at the throne. And this, we start our Advent series and waiting and watching. Our, our text this morning is going to be out of Isaiah chapter 40. How many, have you ever experienced waiting? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Waiting. Waiting at the doctor's office to see the doctor and, and the nurse comes in to get you out of the office and to put you in another little room where you have to do more waiting, right? Or maybe waiting for the results of, of the doctor's test that they've done and just the anticipation of just wondering, you know, what, is the, what, what are the results of my medical condition? What's, what is the results? I just want to know. Or you get an MRI or a CAT scan done and, and uh, you have to wait to see if they found anything, it seems like during that waiting period, there's no joy, right? There's no joy because you can't, you can't enjoy life because you're just anticipating on what the doctors are going to say. Or even just waiting at a red light. Just getting so mad because you're in a hurry. And, I got, and it seems like when you're in a hurry, you catch every red light in town. Right? Maybe that's God trying to tell you something. But we just get so frustrated in waiting. Or even just something as silly as you've talk, you're talking to somebody and your kids when they were little or they do it now. And, and mom, mom, mom. No, not right now. I'm, I'm talking to somebody. Just wait. Just wait. But mom, dad, dad, I got to tell you. Well, I'm talking to somebody. Just waiting. We tell them to wait. The doctor tells us to wait. 
We do live a life of just waiting. But we all wait for one important thing in our lives as believers. We are waiting for the king to come home. We are waiting for the king to call us home. Now, we've experienced a lot of death. And we continue to experience a lot. Our loved ones that are believers in Jesus Christ, they've been called home early. And we are left behind. It hurts because we're waiting to be reunited with our families in heaven. What do we do? Because I don't know about you, but when I am struggling with with waiting and things are just not going right and I have, I'm just struggling with life in general, I, I become weary. I become tired. But I want you to know this morning, just like I learned, That even though during those times of waiting and just I found my strength in the Lord. And so can you. It doesn't matter what you're going through, what you've been through, what trials you you're experiencing. I want you to know that today you could find strength in the Lord. And oh, my goodness. Oh, how much I needed some strength this morning. I. That's what I was telling Todd this morning when we got begin to pray this morning. We get here early and pray for the church. And I just told him, I'm tired. I'm tired. Spiritually, I'm tired. Physically, I'm tired. Mentally, I'm tired. And this message is for me. And I pray that it's for you this morning because, man, I tell you what, from the time that we prayed at 8 o'clock this morning, to, to now, whoo, I'm a uh, Now, some of you may say that, all oh, Richard, you got all that coffee. <laughs> but uh, I can say to you that Miss Eloise drank more coffee than me this morning. And so, because she said, so she's probably more wired than I am. <laughs> but I tell you what, God is so good. He blessed me with a, a powerful Sunday school uh, lesson and, and just with people in my life and and I'm telling you, if you if you are not part of our Sunday school class, get involved in our Sunday school class. We have children ministry going on now. We have young adults uh, uh, Sunday school class, and we have the the ladies, uh, single ladies. Uh, we're not even single ladies. I just the ladies, right? Just ladies Sunday school class, and then the adult, uh, the wiser uh, adult class, and so. Uh, if you have not uh, been part of a Sunday school class, I encourage you to be a part of it because at a church where I used to come from, the pastor there used to say that Sunday school was the heartbeat of the church. That's where you learn a lot. That's where you grow a lot. And that's just where you fellowship and it just becomes an amazing thing. And, and this morning I found my strength through our Sunday school class. And it was just awesome. So Isaiah chapter 40 this is what it says. It says in verse 28, have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? 
His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, there is that word wait. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and love you, Father, for who you are, what you have done, and what you are going to do. Oh, Father God, there's some of us here this morning are just tired. They're just so weary of life. But, Father God, I pray today in the name of Jesus that they would find strength in you, Father. That they would come out of this service this morning with a renewed spirit, with a renewed strength, Father God. That they can tackle on whatever this week has for them. Father God, we just thank you and we love you and we ask all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. But waiting, as you probably figured out, that's the the topic, is we just got to wait. We have to wait. And in in Isaiah 40, Isaiah gives hope to God's people. And what he's saying, he says, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall fall, shall utterly fall. What he's saying is that, I want you to understand in Isaiah 40, it's set during a time of exile and there has been disruption and chaos for God's people. God had judged the Israelites for their disobedience by allowing the Babylonians to conquer them. And he sent them into exile in Babylon. The first section of Isaiah describes the judgment of God's people and the reason for it. But in chapter 40, whoo, chapter 40, God wants to comfort his people and give them hope. He wants to give them hope in his promise of restoration. And there's some of you right now that you haven't experienced your chapter 40, but I want to tell you today that you can have your chapter 40 today. You may have been going through some kind of disruption. You may have been going through some kind of heartache, some kind of pain and suffering. And you just feel like God is so far away from you that that you don't even know if he even loves you. But I could tell you today, today could be your chapter 40 where God can turn things. God can turn things around. Have you experienced your chapter 40? Has, have you seen God where now you have hope in him? You see hope in God and you have faith in his promises. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what happened in your life from today to the past, God is here and he is alive and he brings us hope through his son, Jesus. And with that hope, comes trust. 
And when we have hope in Jesus, it becomes trust, and that trust becomes powerful. That trust becomes strength, and that's the strength of the Lord that we're talking about this morning. So how? How can you, me, us, Restrieve or restrieve, receive that strength like like scripture says. How can we find God's strength working in our lives when we go through trials? Well, one. First thing is. You have to know. You got to realize. That it's God's strength that is needed. You have to come to a point in your life realizing that it's only God's strength that is going to get you through that situation. Have you gotten to that place in your life? There's a saying that says that God allows you to hit rock bottom so you know that he is the rock that you landed on. Sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes that's what it takes, that God allows us to hit rock bottom. We have nowhere to go. We have nothing else to do. We don't know what else, where we should go, or what, how we should handle this, but to look up. And knowing that my strength comes from the Lord. Everyone, every single one of us. We could get weary. We get tired. And what Isaiah is saying here is that even the young, energetic, overachievers get burnt out. Even the young and those that are healthy will get burnt out. You work too many long hours, you get tired. It doesn't matter how old or how young you are. Eventually, you're going to get tired. The best and the brightest people are not immune to failure. When we start getting tired, we start not to we start not thinking right. Is that stinking thinking that I have been talking about the last couple of weeks? Have you ever been so tired that you just can't even think anymore? Right? Like, I just can't think. Please, I don't want to make another decision today. I just want to go home and just let sit on my couch and be left alone. We get tired. Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, he says, yes, I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yes. Ooh, that's a powerful verse. And that's in verse that's in chapter 41. See, chapter 40 is the beginning of God uh, just giving hope to his people. And he constantly, through the rest of Isaiah, he's giving them hope. He's giving them promises that he's going to keep. In Psalm 73, verse 26, he says, the, the psalmist says, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 
Is, is he your strength? Is he your strength? Is he your portion forever? Let me ask you this. When you are tired, when you are just sick and tired of being sick and tired, what do you do? What is your outlet? How do you deal with that? Do you meditate on his word? Do you do you worship? Do you pray? And be honest with yourself. Be honest with you with yourself. Church. When was the last time you sincerely prayed and cried out to God to give you strength? We need to realize that God's strength is needed in every single one of us. The second is we have to tap in to God's strength. When you realize that, whoo, I need your strength, Lord. I need you to strength. I need your strength to get me through this day. I need your strength just to get me through this hour. And so the means of overcoming these problems is to know how to tap into God's strength. And how do we do that? It's by finding hope in the Lord. Finding hope in the Lord. Strength is available. The strength of the Lord is available to us, but it has to replace, it has to exchange It has to renew those who are worn out. God not only had strength, but he distributed that strength to his people. And the criteria for receiving God's strength was not being young. It's not being a man. It's not being old. The criteria of receiving God's strength is trust. It's trust. Do you trust him? Do you truly, truly trust God? That was a hard one for me. Yeah, even just being being a pastor. I struggle with trusting God because, first of all, I like to have control, right? As a man, we, we're doers. We want to uh, take care of people's problems physically in a way that, you know, we're, we, we see results. It is so hard for me to just wait on the Lord with open hands. But as I learn, as I continue to grow, yes, I am growing in my spiritual walk, and I pray that You are too, because we're never going to get to the point in our life, in our earthly life, that we're going to know everything. That we're going to know everything about the Bible. We're going to know everything about Jesus. I'm good. I paid my dues. I know everything. No, because that is a lie from the pit of hell. Every single one of us is still learning until we get to to our home. Trust is the criteria. It's trust. 
And those who trusted God will have an unlimited source of strength. I love hearing older people about their faith and what they've gone through. Man, I, I, I lean on, on, on a lot of uh, wise uh, women and, and men that have experienced life, especially their Christian life. I see it all the time, especially in these last two years in the middle of a pandemic. We have families that lost a lot of people. But just seeing their faith, <laughs> just seeing their faith that they trust the Lord. As I was thinking about that, the first thing that comes to my mind is my mother-in-law. And my mother-in-law, she, she loved her mom. Man, she loved her mom. They were close, <laughs> right? They were <laughs> pretty much at the hip all the time. And when Becky's grandma had got diagnosed with COVID, we, we thought that it was, that was going to take her. That was, that was going to do her. That was going to end her life was COVID. And then she survived COVID. She survived COVID and got well. And during this time, uh, the rest of the family was experiencing a lot of heartache, a lot of pain. She had a son that uh, was diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer and they didn't know how long he was going to live. And, and, and they finally got to allow her to go to the hospital to visit her son that doesn't have much time. And so she goes to Lubbock or takes a road trip to Lubbock, excited to see her son. But she didn't make it because she got killed in a car wreck. <laughs> Our heart broke. I still remember getting the phone call from Becky. And the first thing that we could, we, we could think of is, how is Becky's mom, my mother-in-law, going to take it? We were like, we were making plans, like, how are we going to break the news to her? And I'm like, we don't, maybe we shouldn't break the news. But that wouldn't be right. And we pray, and we gather the family, and we gather the sisters, and and we grab, you know, we, we take, we, they pick her up from the, from the nursing home and we take her home. And she's so excited because all of her daughters are there. And, 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 and you know, she's, she's, in, she's visiting us. And I still remember. Becky got down to her level, sat down on the chair. And she said, Mom, we got, some, we got something to tell you. Wella passed away. And I was just ready. I was ready to, I was ready to give her a big hug. To I don't know. I was just ready to exp- be unexpected, and I don't even know what went through my mind, honestly. And she just went. She shook her head. She said, "She's with Jesus now." You talk about a woman of faith, because <laughs> she trusts in the Lord. Even though she had a stroke when she was in her late 30s and, and had lived a hard life, she could barely move and got placed in a nursing home at a very young age and just one thing after another. But that woman of God, her faith, she might be the weakest person here on earth, but she is the strongest person when it comes to her spirit, when it comes to her faith in Jesus. Why? Because 
She has the hope that she has because one day she's going to see her mom in heaven because her mom was a believer. And that why does she have that hope? Because she trusts in the Lord. And why can she go on being half of her body paralyzed for 30 something years? Because she her strength doesn't come from any doctors, any medications or any physical therapy. Her strength comes from the Lord. Amen. Amen. Proverbs three. Chapter three. I love this. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. In verse 5 of Proverbs chapter 3, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I say that a little differently now, or for a couple years now. I put my name in there. Trust in the Lord with all Richard's heart. And lean not on Richard's own understanding, but in all my ways, Richard's ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct Richard's path. That that should be all of our life's verse. That right there is what we should all live by. Is trusting the Lord. And when we trust, we receive his strength to go through whatever life has to offer us whatever dealings we have with life. How is your trust? How is your strength? Third, the next one. I don't know if I have it up there or not. So the third thing is that we have to replace everything, our flesh, everything that this world thinks that we need to go on and replace it with hope. Why? Because hope that we have becomes faith. And faith becomes that, str- that trust. And that trust becomes our strength in the Lord. Hope is an active dependence on God that patiently awaits his timing with confident expectation. That, that is powerful. Hope is an active dependence on God that patiently awaits his timing with confidence and expectation. This trust that we have in God will replace any false leaning on a person's own strength person's own understanding and placing hope in God implies that a spiritual bond exists that allows people to admit their own helplessness 
and to commit their welfare completely into the hands of God's strong power. See, we have to come to a point in our lives that we have to be like, look, I got to I, I gotta, I, I gotta be all in for the Lord. I got to be all in. One of our parts in our Sunday school lesson, and we've talked about how sometimes we, not even sometimes, a lot of times, I think that American Christianity take for granted what God has done. And if we truly comprehend what he has done and what he has delivered us from, it's not we have to go to church, but we get to go to church. Your way of thinking starts changing. And Whitney shared about uh, a video clip of God's Not Dead 4, which just came out, and I've heard nothing but good things. And she showed us a clip where the professor asked this guy from, from Nigeria. He says, what does faith look like? He says, what does faith look like? And the guy from Nigeria said, in Nigeria, people don't have to go to church. They get to go to church. They'll walk hours just to go to church on Sunday. And when they get to church, when they get to church, after they walked miles and miles and miles, hours and hours and hours, just to get to go to church, they worship for hours and hours and hours. And he says that in Nigeria, you're just one day from death. You don't know if you're going to make the next 24 hours, whether it's because of the water that you drink or because maybe you get murdered. And he was listing all these things that they experience on a daily basis. He says, because they know, they understand how each day they are close to death. So they take every moment. They take every moment to heart. And they take every moment to worship King Jesus and he says the reason why. That way when they when their villages are getting attacked and they're getting down on their knees and they got a gun pointing to their head to denounce the throne of Jesus, to to uh, denounce their faith. They could they could be there on their knees praying, Jesus, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. If we really understood that our days are really numbered and we live each day that it could be our very last day. Will it affect the way you live? Will it affect the way you act? Will it affect the way you see things? Will it affect the way that you do things? Will it affect the way you do church? If we, every day, think that our life is in danger, like those ones in third world countries, we are blessed. We are blessed just to be born on this soil. But yet, 
yet we're living like if God is just some myth, some genie on a, in a bottle, that when we want things, that's when we go to him. But we don't want to live a life that is committed to him. And so, do you trust? Because he goes back. Go back to verse 30 of Isaiah 40, verse 30. He says, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. And he, the next one, 31. But those who wait, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wings like eagle. This act of trust, this act of hope will enable God to replace our human weaknesses with a powerful metaphorical soaring of wings of an eagle. Have you ever seen an eagle? Just fly. Exodus 19, verse 4, it says, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. There's strength in the Lord. Our weak, weary legs will be transformed into strong legs that we can run. That we can jog. We can even just walk and not get weary because we put our trust in God. Trust is never easy. But it is the key to unlocking his strength. Trust is never easy. But it is the key to unlocking his strength. And his power. Trust enables us. Enables his people to walk the path. That God has chosen for us. For me and for you. How is your walk? How is your, how is your legs? <laughs> you know, there's a uh, uh, weightlifters, right? They, they have a joke where they always want to be, they all want to make sure they look muscled up, right, in, in, the, in the upper part of their, their body, but they don't really like to work out their legs, right? But, you know, they said, don't skip leg day. And you see uh, commercials where a big buff guy, and, and, and he doesn't like to do leg day, and he has like real, real, real skinny, uh, don't, don't be like that guy. When you feel tired and you feel weak, I want you to go back to these verses. And God promises that if we trust in him, we're going to gain his strength. We're going to gain his power. We can struggle to wait, though. We can to struggle to wait, whether it's hard times, health issues, whatever it is, a loss in our life, or just the frustration of what God is doing. But it comes down to it that we 
can gain strength from waiting in the Lord. God knows what's best for us. God knows what's best for you. God knows what's best for me. It doesn't make waiting easier. Right? Let's just be honest. There is hard. But I want you to know that with God, you're not alone. With God, you're not alone. You may feel like you're alone. You may feel like your family has abandoned you. You may feel like your friends have abandoned you. But I want you to know that God is with you. If you place your trust in him. He will not abandon you or forsake you. He's here to walk through this journey called life. As Gary comes up and I'll just ask that you just play softly. We're not going to sing. I don't even want you to stand. How's your trust? Do you feel weak? Do you feel powerless? What is it that God wants you to allow him to work in your life? What what, what is God? God is just waiting on you. Isn't that crazy? To think that God is waiting on me. Maybe he's waiting you waiting on you to take that first step. In receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'll tell you what. That is the most important thing that you can. The most important decision that you can make this morning. Because then you will have a place in heaven and not in hell. Scripture tells us that to teach us to number our days. I worked yesterday. A 24-hour period, and we've experienced three fatalities in a 24-hour period. And they range from an infant child to somebody that's around 60, 70 years old. This is not the first time that's happened in a 24 hours. Where is your faith? Where is your trust? And do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? That way, if you walk out through these doors and something happens, you know that you have a place in heaven that you can rejoice in for the rest of your life, for eternity. And all the ones who've gone before you that have placed their trust in Jesus, they're there. That is the most most important decision that you can make in your life at this moment. And so maybe that's you. Maybe you need to go ahead and and take, make that commitment and says, you know what? I've never received Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want, that, I want today to be that day that I received him. Come. Maybe you just realize that I don't have that much trust in the Lord like I thought. Maybe I have been leaning on my own, on my own understanding. When we think like that, that stinking thinking happens. And then we start thinking that, oh, I could do this on my own, or I could do this on my own strength. That's what the enemy wants us. And God says he just wants you to rely solely on him. 
and all on him. And maybe he's calling you to repent from that. Maybe you have to be called to repentance from being disobedient to God's word. That's why we have altar calls. As Gary plays, take this moment. Take this moment to just be with the Lord. Maybe God is asking you to join the church. But you don't know if I should take that step of faith yet. And maybe he's telling you, this is, today is the day. This time will be now. Come as the Holy Spirit leads you. If you want some more prayer, I'll ask Todd to be up here and he'll pray over you. I will. for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Evandale Baptist Church. Until we see you again, always remember, Jesus loves you.